Hello, all good people. It's Brian Tuck back with another episode of Creative Confidential. This is episode 36, The Audience Speaks Part 3, which we could also call Tarkin Lives for reasons which we'll get into in a second. First, a thank you to all of our listeners in over 50 countries around the world. It is really gratifying to see the community getting larger with each episode. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It really helps with our visibility. And if you want your question answered on the podcast, like we're about to do right now, all you have to do is contact me on Twitter or Facebook or send an email to Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at creativeconfidential.net. Super easy. It could not be any easier. So unless you've been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks, you'll know that the latest installment in the Star Wars films has been released. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. There were a couple of major surprises in the film, not the least of which was that a character named Governor Tarkin, who takes over the Death Star, uh, has a central role towards Act 3 of the um, uh, of the story. Now, in the original trilogy, that character was played by an actor, a British actor named Peter Cushing. And Peter Cushing died in 1994. So there was a question about how they would portray this character with a different actor or whether there was going to be a hologram or some other representation of you know, of the character. So this question came in from Jason in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, and he asks a question which has appeared quite a lot on social media right after Rogue One was released. Peter Cushing has been dead for a long time, but his likeness is being used in a movie that just came out. How is the movie studio legally using his likeness? Jason, thanks for the question. This certainly is going to be one of the most debated aspects of Rogue One and generally uh, a, a very hotly debated issue in the film community about the propriety of utilizing the likenesses of deceased actors to digitally create new performances, which is exactly what happened in Rogue One. And previously I've written about the digital resurrection, I'm drawing air quotes around that, of Tupac Shakur and of uh, Ronnie James Dio, two musicians who years after their death were resurrected by um, other musicians to quote-unquote perform along in in, uh, Tupac's situation. It It was in a duet with Snoop Dogg and in Ronnie James Dio's uh, situation, that was in front of uh, a metal band, I believe, called Heaven and Hell, which was comprised of members of, of Dio's uh, band when he was alive. After seeing Rogue One in both 2D and 3D formats, I can not say that the CGI work that was done to resurrect Peter Cushing's likeness and map that on to the actor who was giving the Governor Tarkin performance is startlingly good. Even going into the film, knowing what was going to happen, the quality of 
the finished product was was shockingly good. Um, there was another character in Rogue One that was digitally uh, mapped in this way, but I'll I'll leave that to you uh, to discover who that was. Now, assuming there's a contractual framework that will handle this in a comprehensive way, actors and their estates can leverage the actor's likeness to create new performances long after the actor is no longer with us. How exactly is that possible, you ask? Well, we will get to that in a second. But for the purposes of, of this episode, let's just accept that in the United States, there is a right to privacy. It attaches to every individual. Um, there is an entire line of Supreme Court cases that stake out the boundaries of the right of privacy, and it's something that evolves over time, which is the way our court system works here. In addition, however, many states have enacted state privacy laws which specifically deal with this issue. Not surprisingly, California, because it is the the hub of the film industry in the U.S., uh, California has led the way on this issue, and in 1985, the California legislature enacted the Celebrity Rights Act, which provides for a posthumous right of privacy. So, in other words, the right of privacy that each individual has continues after death for a period of time. That's why Peter Cushing's estate was able to sign a contract with Disney to allow Disney to use Peter Cushing's likeness in the creation of the character. We will explore the ins and outs of this on a future episode because I'm I'm certain the Screen Actors Guild has a fairly well articulated position on this and it would be interesting to get some industry insight uh, onto that point. But in any event, back to back to the right of privacy. So in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania also has a law uh, that creates a statutory right of privacy regarding a person's likeness and it continues likewise after death. So in Pennsylvania, the likeness rights of an individual extend for a period of 30 years after that person's death. So those rights can be assigned. They can be conveyed by a will. They can be assigned to a trust and administered that way. I submit that eventually we will see more and more of this because the genie is definitely out of the bottle. Thank you so much for listening. And I do want to acknowledge Slice of Lime Photography in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And also, I would like to acknowledge the jazz composer Dan DeCellis for allowing me to use uh, his composition, Never Satisfied, as the theme song uh, to these bonus episodes. I'll link to both Slice of Lime and Dan DeCellis' websites in the show notes. And until next time, stay determined and keep building your future. I will see you on episode 37. Take care.